This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order. Podcast from the Paddle and Fin crew. With you today is myself, Jay Randall, and alongside me is it's Ricketts, everybody. Ricketts, 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 dude. We have got a guest today. Uh, I'm proud to say this dude's my friend. Um, you know, shares a spot on the Jackson team with us. But this assault boy, we got a salt boy on the cast, switching it up. Dustin Nichols, Dustin Nichols, everybody, say hi. What's up, Dustin? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, Jay? What's up, brother? How are you, man? What's up, Ricketts, Ricketts, <laughs> Ricketts, Ricketts, Ricketts? So we got yes, it. Sir. I'm excited about this. Uh, you know, every every guest we've talked to has been fresh water. Now we got a salt guy, and salt guys are tough. You guys ah. do some tough fishing, man. Track, like BTPs. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. I'm excited to learn about it. So. Yeah, definitely, man. The variety you guys have at your fingertips, man, is for just sure. 
insane. Yeah, we're kind of limited where we are. Especially in Texas. I mean, we're, (laughs) I mean, you (laughs) name it, I can chase it pretty much. I mean, there's so many good bass lakes by me too, though, within two hours. It's like insane. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's, no, that's great. That's, we'll talk about that. So, yeah. So let's just lead right into it. You know, how did you get into um, kayak fishing or just fishing in general? And, you know, uh, how has it gotten you to where you are today? All right. Yeah, man. Um, just, I mean, pretty much like everybody, you started fishing when you were a kid, you know, your dad, your grandpa, or, you know, um, I just remember catching like jumbo hand size bluegill with my dad and my, my sister, like in some local ponds. Um, I grew up in Southeast Georgia. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just remember doing that. And then, you know, where I was at in Georgia, there's, a um, coastal estuaries too. It's right on the coast, St. Simon's Island and Brunswick area. And we had a lot of, uh, a lot of trout, redfish, flounder fishing, you know, and then there was just just a ton of neighborhood ponds that I could just I could ride my bike to, okay. you know. So I'm 11, 12 years old, and I'm figuring out with that old Zepco 33. And then the next thing you know, mm-hmm. my uncle or my dad, somebody's getting me a, a little bait caster for Christmas, and you know I'm trying to figure that out. And I just, you know, we started uh going from there, just bass fishing those little farm ponds because you know because back then you could. You know, you could walk up and knock on somebody's door and ask permission. You know, it's like, hey, you oh know, yeah, hey, my granddad was the fire chief, so I was like, hey, I'm 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 Chief Nichols' grandson, so that was my end right there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? so uh, it's like, man, uh, can I have permission to fish your ponds? I'm gonna throw them back, and uh, I'm not gonna leave any trash or nothing. You know, so it was all cool doing that, and you know, um, and then my uncle, I give a shout out to him, my uncle Ralph, my dad's brother Ralph. He always took me. You know, anywhere from like we went to Robin Reservoir in Florida. You know, we go uh, go offshore. We go chase uh, trout and redfish in some of the coastal rivers there in, in Brunswick area. And you know, I just always remember him hooking it up. He always had some good Christmas gifts. You know, so yeah, I started mm-hmm. fishing. When I was young. Um, it just kind of stayed with me through the years. You know, I did. Uh, you know, I had a little lag time there. Um, I did five years in the Marine Corps, um, stationed in Hawaii. You know, I've, I've I've surfed my whole life. I've skateboarded my whole life. So, I mean, there's, there's some other tidbits right there. Um, but yeah, but moving to Texas in 1996, um, you know, it's a, it's such a, such a diverse state with so many, so many things to do. And the big thing I saw here was like, everybody was wade fishing. You get out and you walk on the flats. I mean, you can just walk up from the, uh, from like the, uh, you know, public easements on the side of the road and everything so that kind of got the bug back in me you know and uh you know just fishing you know some little public ponds and stuff here and there off the bank but uh you know then the kayak the kayak thing kind of opened opened the whole doors to you know just how awesome it is to be able to uh pick where you can go sure yeah launch i mean anything public any easement that you can park on the side of road and and slide in in the back marsh and go where places boats can't especially in the salt water you know, or oh, you guys got you know, a ton I can leave, of that, ton yeah, of that backwater. I can leave like this morning. I worked nights last night. I got off work and five minutes later, I parked and I was putting my kayak in <laughs> like nice. it's really close. So let me you know, ask you just, a question hiking, about that, man. With, with, uh, with your diverse water systems and stuff, do you like in Florida, you have the saltwater guys, but then you have a diverse species of freshwater fish, too. You know, with, with their peacock bass and some of their, I think they're called orchids, different types of fish and stuff. Yeah. 
do you have that diversity in your freshwater systems as well, or is it just like smallmouth bass, crappie, bluegill? Is it pretty no, straightforward, it's, it's or is it tropical? Thing. Um, it's yeah. not a tropical uh, influence like the Florida has, like the peacocks and the cichlids and all that stuff. Um, you know, we got the, you know, just large mouth, um, small mouth spotted bass. We have uh, the Texas state fish, the Walupe. Oh, nice. You get on that, you know, crappie and all your sunfish strains and all that good stuff. But yeah, there's just, I mean, within two hours of me, I could fish like some really good lakes, Fayette County, uh, Choke Canyon, uh, Lake Bastrop. I mean, there's just, you know, you're going out a little further, you're giving Creek, Somerville, you know, everything's, everything's pretty close. And then as far nice. as the coastal stuff goes, it's, it's all within an hour and a half. I can be in Corpus and, and Galveston and, and Matagorda area based systems. It's, it's really cool. But yeah, the kayak system, um, you know, kayaking just open it up a, a lot more to me than just, mm -hmm. just jumping out off the bank and waiting, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, being in a kayak now is just insane. You know, it's just like you started out. I don't know if everybody started out in a perception, but that's what I started out. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like, like it. there's a lot of people that started that about six, about seven years, six or seven years ago. <laughs> then a feel, a feel free um, lure eleven five, and then I got you know hooked on Jacksons after that, and kind of been in a Jackson since then. You know. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, me and you talked about this, you know, off air, so to speak. But, uh, I mean, the diversity that you have in that area, plus you got brackish waters. I mean, you've got all kinds of, I mean, I remember going out to, uh, you know, Florida, I stayed in Tampa, and I was fishing old Tampa Bay. And, man, I'll tell you what, like, I was supposed to be there for freshwater fishing, and I pretty much fished off the same rock point at at the tides um every day because i knew there'd be fish there and i was using freshwater gear and it was just stoking me like beyond belief i was like wait i can throw like freshwater stuff now i only know that because one time i did a wedding down by st petersburg and uh in florida that is and then um i saw a dude like throwing freshwater gear and i was like what are you doing you know and he's like oh yeah it's like, ah, this is fresh water gear. He's like, this stuff works great. So it kind of turned me on to that. And just, you know, uh, just by luck, we stayed at a hotel that was off this great point where I hooked in a bunch of snook, got in some jacks, um, some oh, puffer, yeah. puffer fish. You know, I mean, there was stuff I had to identify before I even touch it. You know, I mean, it was like, that's like how diverse it was. I right. actually had, yeah. I had, can this... I lift that? Can I lift that puffer fish? <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, <laughs> even when I, I brought this snook and it was funny, I tell a story all the time, like, the, so what really hooked me, um, pardon the pun, no, it was fully intended, was oh, yeah. the fact that I had a, um, I had a an ultralight rod, which I always like take on in the river, and I had a one eighth ounce rooster tail on that thing, black and silver. It's like the only one to have. I cast it out there, and I, man, I, I'm not even kidding. I hooked into a 25 inch plus snook, wow. and I got him all the way to the rocks. But the thing was, is I had never caught a snook before. It was kind of dark. I couldn't identify it right away. And he pretty much got off like right at my feet. But I was like, whoa, because I was like, can you lip him? And then later on finding out I could felt really bad um, because that would have been an awesome fish, dude. On, on six pound test, wow. I brought oh, that thing in, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> my first nook, my first nook was in Florida, also, man. I mean, I, I grew up in Florida pretty much. I lived down there for a little while. We spent our summers as a kid 
you know, ever since I was nine years old, up until I was an adult, we spent in Florida. Redfish, snook, shark, stingray. I mean, we've done it all. It's It was a blast down there. But I, I caught my first snook uh, just fishing off the beach. I mean, that's what we did when we were kids, man. We threw surf rods out there, or, you know, medium heavy tackle and just did our thing. We threw cast nets in the bay. We'd get live bait, see if we can catch sharks. And we, you know, we'd catch four or five foot sharks. It was fun. But uh, my first redfish was 30 pounder off a drawbridge. And it snapped my rod, and it was this whole big fiasco. That's a whole nother story, but it was great. It was, it was a lot <laughs> yeah. of fun, man. <laughs> Unlike snap rods, you still land a fish, though, right? You still landed. I yeah. drug it from the drawbridge over to the beach, wow. and a guy on the beach actually got it out of the water for me. And while I crawled down the yeah, it was pretty interesting. So there was a catwalk underneath the drawbridge, right? And the catwalk is sketchy, sketchy, <laughs> right? So it was me, my mom, my sister. My sister was probably, gosh, three or four years old at the time, maybe. My brother, and we were, we were fishing off of that. My mom and sister just watching. The guy's like, hey, man, you know, we packed up. I was like, we don't have much luck. And he goes, no, 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 the redfish are running, the redfish are running, I'm hooking into them. And he told me, he said, get back up there, I'll give you some, I think it was shrimp or squid or something we were using. I threw it out there and sure as not, boom, man, that thing hit, dude. It was on and and I just was not ready. And a redfish that big, it was not ready. So it was it was pretty awesome. I got a picture of it somewhere. We, you know, ended up flaying that up and it was it was delicious. But speckled trout, same thing, <laughs> right off the beach. You know, yep. it's just a lot of good memories, saltwater fishing. But yeah, we can uh speaking of just the beach, we can drive on the beach here. I know there's some places nice. still left in Florida. No, um, yeah. But yeah, we got access to uh, the Padre Island National Seashore um, south of Corpus all the way down to Port Mansfield. Um, huh. We do a lot of, you know, beach launching kayaks and uh, fishing yeah. those first set of rigs. And there's some rocks out there, you know. Um, there's a lot of guys that are hardcore into that. I have I took a break from that for about the last probably year, year and a half um, without that cracking, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, no doubt. The 13.5 or the 15 cracking was, was the right boat for that. Um, so I had Camille, that's our territory sales manager over here. I had hers for a while and, and got out in it a little bit, but, you know, just like you say, uh, the snook, you know, we got snook moving up this way to, um, to my area on the mid coast of Texas. Um, you know, just, it's like, it's like warmer. We got like mangroves moving up. It's just like, man, it's the snook are just coming on up with it like the warmer temps of warmer water we've had some milder winters so they're they're kind of they're kind of moving up with everything you know with the warm warm yeah. water so it's seasonal then they come through they're not there all the time or are there some present but there's uh, like a mass uh, there's migration. probably some no not a mass migration there's probably some some uh resident fish that hang out in like the deeper boat harbors and stuff mm-hmm. uh, i've caught a few here i've caught some in the winter so i know they were there in in the in the deeper areas around around the the channels and everything so that's that's a pretty fun fish to target i know they're, oh, they're yeah. real pre- prevalent down there around south padre and port isabel but uh you know we're starting to get some filter up here which is pretty cool because i mean i like chasing the redfish and i like chasing big big speckled trout in the winter too so because you know brute strength you know when a redfish runs you know you it's hard to top that you know that drag scream and pull that initial run they get when they slam a top water is pretty pretty cool <laughs> yeah i was like you know i mean even from like i mine was you know i'm gauging around 30 inches didn't have anything to measure with but i'll tell you what man that thing was so long i couldn't even get it like to get the selfie i had to like bring the fish all over my face and then stretch out my arm to even get that shot i mean that was so much fun and i caught that i like on a 
what's it called? It was a cranking stick, a Bass Pro one. It was one of the light ones, though. Oh, wow. The medium light. I was like, dude, that thing fought. I think it was bending like crazy. I'm like, what do I have? Like, another one of those situations. I'm like, this looks like a redfish. You know, but I ended up gilling them and stuff. And then, like, these guys over at the Columbia River like, hey, can we have that? I'm like, no. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, that brings us to a good point, though. Like, because you're out there fishing. What are you usually fishing for these days? Um, re- recently, you know, I've like this time of year right now, we have um, a big influx of all the, the shrimp are coming out of the marsh and pushing out. And then the, the, the bigger redfish are, are starting to fatten up and get ready for their annual, you know, run, the bull red run, the bigger fish that are uh, mature. Uh, 29, 30 inches plus, they're all going to go offshore and spawn um, mm. this time of year. So you got those fish that are fattening up and you just got, you know, fish everywhere. We had a couple of good um, bull tides recently. And then when those outgoing tides draw all that shrimp out of that grass, the redfish are just in there gorging on the bait. And uh, that's what I've been doing the past uh, last week. And today I just been slinging top waters early in the morning. Um, just you'll see them wallowing around on the edge of the grass lines and you know, actually some of the fish recently I've been carrying uh, one of my seven, six uh, medium heavy fast bass rods with a white booyah pad crasher, popping mm. pad crasher and throwing way back in the grass and some of the matted stuff. And I've been ripping redfish with a bat with a hollow body frog. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool getting a blow up on a on a frog with, with the redfish. You know, they got to turn sideways, you know, because they're they're they like to nose around in the mud a lot. So they got that that mouth's kind of offset on the bottom. So actually when they hit top water, they come out of the water all the way or they kind of roll sideways and kind of get that, get that bait in their mouth. You know, it's pretty cool. And you get some explosive blowups on a frog. It's real, real cool. <laughs> so is the hookup ratio still about 50, 50 or do you, you know, adjust the hooks a bit like most of us do? I do. Yeah. yeah. I'll open them up a little more or I use, um, snack proof makes really good. Frogs mm. have uh, the bleeding frog, I think it is. It has a uh, six alt, really okay. nice hooks that are open and super sharp. So, but uh, I don't know, man. Those uh, those those booyah popping pad crashers have been doing me right. The white ones, <laughs> <laughs> they get tore up pretty quick though. If they if they if they choke them and get them all the way back to their crushers, they they kind of shred them up a little bit. So, you know, you might only get three or four fish off of one frog, but hey, it's yeah. it's fun sometimes. So. I'm still having fun doing it. <laughs> That's cool, man. And you you chase trout out there too, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, when they spawn early in the year, April, May, you know, they spawn for a while. Um, those big females like to cruise those grass lines, those sand pockets. So you kind of target the little light areas in the grass with throwing top water. If the grass if the grass gets a little heavier, you know, I'll throw I actually throw a a weightless fluke, you know, something like that um through the grass and stuff and 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 coax them out um but yeah this uh this time of year also you know the trout are trout will be around uh, we have some good uh winter habitat form here where i'm at we have some uh estuaries that feed into some of our base systems with deeper channels and drop offs as long as we don't get a lot of rain a lot of influx of fresh water um those fish will move into those deeper holes and it's almost like fishing a texas ridge worm but it's a jig head with like a small little swim bait you're just bouncing on the bottom and it just feels kind of spongy and it's the trout are just laid on the bottom like 12 13 14 foot of water and you're just picking them off like 20 21 inch trout every cast in some of the spots it's really cool 
Are you throwing like are they like little oh. like grub ribbon tail type? Yeah, they're it's it? a swim bait. There's a swim, company, okay. uh, Caden Lures. Um, the saltwater assassin makes them. Uh, Down South Lures is a Texas company that makes them. They're just little, little small paddle tail, you know, swim baits. Okay. Yeah, pretty cool. It's a good time. Cool. Uh, wintertime, wintertime trout's pretty fun. And then we also have a bait called a, a corky, fat boy. Hmm. Um, yeah, they're, uh, they're made by Paul Brown Lures, and uh, it's a slow-sinking twitch bait is what it is. It's got a rattle chamber, and then it's kind of like a soft compound around it with two treble hooks and, they're, and, the, and just the thump. That's what they say, that corky thump, you know, when you're just twitching that thing slow, twitching it, and just then that, thump, that thump, thump. hits it, just boom, no, it's one thump, and it about rips a rod out of your hand sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're enticing me more and more. I like. I'm definitely gonna make this trip. Come out to see it. GoPro, stop recording. <laughs> hey, this is our hey, show. Tell the GoPro to back off. Somehow <laughs> it just turned on on its own while I'm sitting here. <laughs> are you uh, are you targeting uh, any other fish out there? Like, are there any like seasonally? Do you change from trout and redfish to something else? Man, we don't have a ending season <laughs> it's pretty much year round man um especially uh, and then you know we got some power plant lakes nearby that we can fish and uh you know i i, I like chasing bass too again you know just like i'd been so hardcore in the salt water on a kayak that i kind of just rode off the bass fishing you know like mm -hmm. you know it's like I really wasn't bass fishing at all on the kayak. And then last year, I just got the wild hair. Hey, I'm going to go fish a tournament. <laughs> yeah. And just kind of winged it. And then I kind of started hitting that pretty hard again. You know, once I got on Jackson, which, yeah, we're all on Jackson together, which is cool. Um, great company, man. It's, it's been a blast. You know, we uh, I got on it in March of last year, kind of just jumped to that topic. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's actually cool. That's actually where me and you met, too. Yeah, we met yeah. at the dealer summit yeah. uh, last year. But yeah, I got on March of last year and just kind of took off with the, you know, with everything. And then just you get really involved with those blog posts and, and it makes you work, you know, it makes you really work to get, get out there. You know, it's, it's a lot sure. of people ask all the time, you know, hey man, how can I get into that? Man, you just, you got to put yourself out there. You got to, um, you know, get a chance to write some articles, even in a small little magazine, you know, a small little publication, you know, get out there and do it, you know, put yourself out there because it's not what what uh, what that company is going to do for you. You're trying to get on is what you're going to be able to do for them is what mm -hmm. it boils down to, you know. Yeah. yeah. And a lot it can of people like... are always asking, you know, man, how yeah. can I get on Jackson? How can I get on Jackson? Well, for one thing, this. The, the team application is tedious. It's like taking a college exam. Oh, thanks, Aaron Steiger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know man, what, though? They're, they're weeding us hey, out, man, to see, you know, who's out there. Because there's the one, that one question that literally asked, are you just trying to get out of here for some free stuff? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, but no, yeah, you're right. It's it's, it's a lot of work. And, you know, um, you know, and it, it's it's a jaded term for some, but there is some work involved. Uh, and you know, like, again, I agree with you. Jackson is probably one of the best companies out there, um, that works with their team, promotes us and all that stuff. But in return, 
you know, we do stuff for them and, you know, a lot, and we get invited to some cool stuff, you know, to be a part of some neat things. So, you know, you're building your brand, you're helping their brand. Yes. You know, it's like, it's a, a you know, a give and take relationship that, you know, it is, uh, you know, you can benefit from in a lot of ways. Um, but it's also fun. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it opens up it for me. Like I'm using it as a career booster or a career path. I want to get out of my daily life, what I'm doing now. And, you know, and I'm not even saying going pro fisherman because that's unrealistic. I think it's more just being in the industry and supporting yes. some kind of a company or doing something, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that, you know, that I want to do. And, and that's my goal, like from the very beginning. And, um, and I'm starting to see certain, you know, my, you know, just in what I'm doing now, it's like I'm making certain decisions about the future, about how I want to go about that. But yeah, I mean, you know, definitely, um, you know, people don't realize all the work that goes in behind it too with the articles and, you know, I don't even know if people know that we post to the website. I don't think they do. Like all the guys, there's like over 200 guys on the fishing team and everyone's posting to the website. There's so much info out there on the site. There yeah. is. There's a ton of info on, on, on the JK website. And yeah. so anytime I, I try to have one or like or anybody else has one that I catch, I'm trying to, sh- to share that thing, to re- reshare, reshare and, and get some web traffic. You know, like they said, though, we, we do get a lot of web traffic on Jackson on the website, which is cool. Mm. Um, but then we're putting the info out there, too. And we're, mm-hmm. you know, it's just all give and take. Yeah. But you also write for. Um, what is you write for this? That's salt magazine, right? Salt, saltwater angler magazine out of Corpus Christi. Yeah. And you do, and you do that quite a bit. Like, yeah, from they, what I've it's, seen. it's, it's, uh, every two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so you're, you're, like have a, you're, a, you're a regular writer. Yeah. I'm a regular writer in there. Oh, every I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, basically it started out as like, you know, fishing reports and kind of stuff like that. But yeah, I like try to make it, you know, do he, he, Ron Henney, um, who who runs it now uh you know gave his option you know two weeks every two weeks is a lot of time especially i work shift work so yeah <laughs> yeah so nights and days back and forth um but being able to uh do gear reviews and do some other stuff you know it's pretty cool but you know it takes some work to come up with content every mm-hmm. two weeks and then there's another magazine gulf coast mariner um i've done some stuff with them and then hopefully in the works we got another uh kayak magazine about to come out um chris payne is about to start another yep. magazine and i'm i'm hoping i can get some content in there yeah i've had some pictures in kayak angler and and some stuff like that you know i'm not um like i said i mean i hadn't i hadn't done a bass tournament till january last year was my first one um but yeah i love writing articles mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy doing the blogs which has basically been um i use the youtube channel which i don't really put out there much i just use it as a platform for my videos that i use to coincide with my blog post on the jk website which and if i do gain followers through that yeah that's great Mm -hmm. Uh, but the main thing i do is make videos and kind of do that as the tips to the blog entries and stuff like that sure no, that's cool. That's uh, you know, you're utilizing another um, platform to steer people in the direction or give it to them somewhere else. We do we do something similar too, where we put the podcast on YouTube. Uh, yeah. We've been slacking lately, but they're going up. Believe me, 
Um, but I mean, everything, any of the podcasts we've done, um, we pretty much have recorded, um, you know, like the video for, and if not like the podcast will still go up, but we use that platform to just kind of spread the word. Cause like when I'm at work, I actually listen to YouTube, um, for the podcast, uh, just because like there's some video that goes with it too, but you can like work, you know, put that on behind the scenes and just kind of, you know, do your thing. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. You know, it's like, it's, I don't have to necessarily watch it. I can hear what's going on. Yeah. I found it on Castbox, and I downloaded that to my phone. And I mean, I mean, as soon as I jump in my car and it connects, it's like, Clum. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> y'all yeah. be killing it, man. I was like, dang, I said, I was like, when he brought, well, I remember when Brian brought you on uh, Jay and then everything, you know, started going and then they, it brought Ricketts on. I was like, man, they, they're coming on out. Then who y'all got now? Susie. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Susie Roloff, guys um, on the, on the, uh, on the, the, what is it? The reel down. Yeah. yeah. The reel, yeah. the reel down final cast. Yeah. 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 We it's, got, it's blown it's up. Going, dude. It's blowing up. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. There's you talks know. about another episode, another segment. We've just been chatting about that. So we might be putting something else out there. So. Oh, cool, man. Bugging everybody's ears about that one. But yeah, it's, it's a blast, man. The podcast is a lot of fun. It's, you know, it's, it's, I ran into, I, I sold this, uh, I had an extra Jake crate and for anybody who doesn't know anything about the Jake rates, they are highly sought after right now mm-hmm. because Jackson discontinued them. Right. So everybody wanted them. And I, I, yeah. I heard they were going to discontinue. So I bought a few of them up. Right. This is, this is before I was on Jackson, but long story short, this guy posted on the Jackson owners group. I need a Jake crate. I said, Hey man, I got an extra one, you know, I'll come off of this one. And we met, he's, he works for the train, uh, I don't remember which train company, but he works for the railroad doing something. So we met at, at this place. And after I sold it to him, he goes, Hey man, I really like the podcast. And I'm like kind of thrown off, you know, because I didn't know that he knew I was on the podcast. I was just there to sell him a J crate. I didn't know he actually knew who I was. So the whole thing was, was pretty <laughs> awesome stuff, man. So, you know, I just, the podcast, when people tell you that and people send you a Facebook message, like I had another guy here locally, Hey man, you know, glad to have, have listen to podcasts. I'm local. That's pretty awesome, man. It makes you feel pretty yeah. good. So, and then when they find out you're on Jackson too, like, yeah, I know some people like Jay kind of touched on that, man. You know, like hook setters, especially they had that episode about him, like pro staff and stuff like that. I don't look at being a part of Jackson as the same as that. You know what I mean? Like, if you no. look, if you look at my Facebook page, man, it says, you know, bio baits ambassador, yada yada yada, that kind of stuff. Okay, that's that's what he's talking about. You know what I mean? I mean, I throw them a pitch, they give me a discount. I'm not really affiliated with them other than that. But Jackson is is more the Jackson's second job. It's a lifestyle. Like I'm I'm part of that family. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's you how know? I feel. It's JK yeah. family, dude. Just exactly. Like, I'm There's at, it's at, prestige. Jay uh, at, yeah. at, at the yeah. dealer summit, and it's like where where else are you gonna go? Uh, eat dinner at the at the owner of the company's house. Yeah, right. hang out and have him bring you in his office. Hey, come in here. I'm gonna show you where I caught that musky. You know, and he's like yeah. showing me all these places on on the Google Earth where he caught his musky, yeah. or, or down at ICAST. Same thing. We're out, you know, eating dinner and hanging out with uh with EJ himself. You know, it's that's like, crazy. It, that's it's absolutely crazy. Like so cool that camaraderie extends in that in that JK family. That's what it is right there. Oh yeah. yeah. We're it's all a, tight too. Like we all yeah. have each other's backs. Yeah, the first time I oh, met Tiger, right? He he found out what I was doing in the area, and you know I've been doing that, doing the Jackson crime for a while, behind the scenes. And he, when he offered me the position, the first time I met him, he goes, "Hey, um, 
he, he, I was like, I want to go down to the Jacks. I want to tour the factory. I'm part of the team. I want to see how everything's doing. I was picking up my blue sky. And uh, he's like, hey, would you mind picking up my boat for me down there? I was hey, no problem, man. That's the least I can do, right? Yep. So when he and I met for him to get that, I was expecting a handshake. He brought his wife. His wife was nine months pregnant. I mean, she was on the cusp of having her baby. <laughs> so oh. not only did he come, but she come down too because she wanted to meet the new member of the family. I'm like, and that I just thought that was great, you know. And I stuck my hand out to shake to shake Aaron's hand like we men do, you know. Let's just, hey man, what's up? We give the handshake. Nah, he he totally ignored my hand and brought it in like this big old just brother hug, you know. He's, mm-hmm. He said, "You're part of the family now, man." Like, you know, there's no shaking hands. It's hugs from here on out. And he is an <laughs> awesome dude. Like, I still haven't know. met him. <laughs> you still haven't met? Oh no, God, dude. He's great, dude. It's funny, he's and so- you guys did the podcast with him, and I'm like, I wasn't there. I still haven't been able to talk to him like like directly, you know, in that way. I mean, I haven't talked to him for a while. Yeah. Yeah. We we talk in text, of course, but you know, yeah. phone call me so much more, Eric. Give a guy a call. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, well, he, he's, he's he's a hard a guy to get in touch too. with sometimes. He's super busy. I mean Yeah. You know, it's like, dang, I was I like, man, he he's got a lot on his plate and he does such a good job at organizing yeah. this stuff with all these spreadsheets spreadsheets oh, yeah. spreadsheets, spreadsheets everywhere spreadsheets yeah <laughs> he does that he's got three kids man he's a school yeah. teacher yeah. puts on yeah. school events you know he's running a team 200 people i'm like dang. yeah i don't know so, where he finds time in he's nuts yeah i don't know but, how he could be with a bunch of like 200 of me's no. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool uh, man good dude sure hey i was gonna say like, are you doing uh any tournaments because uh, we, I think we touched on it briefly. Yeah, yeah um, I had done some saltwater tournaments um, here and there, the uh, you know three years ago or so, starting out, and uh, then it was just like, man, there's such a thing as is there's bass tournaments too. You know, I had <laughs> I had no idea. So yeah, there's a trail here, cats uh, kayak English tournament series, and then um, you know I they have a pro division or social division so i was like oh i'm just gonna go fish this i'm gonna go fish this uh event never fished this lake and just kind of went up here and fished blind and got like third i was like well oh boy still got his bass chops you know what's up with that <laughs> you know and it's like okay all right we'll, we'll see how it goes and then man i fished a couple trails last year and did surprisingly well we got a really cool trail here um and it's a local trail they just only kind of did the people in san antonio san antonio um kayak fishing but last year they they branched off and said, oh, you don't have to be a member of this group, um, this club, to fish these tournaments. And they did a split series. They did two freshwater bass tournaments and two saltwater tournaments. And then they took the best three scores and did an angler of the year, which is really super cool. I was super stoked on it. And one oh, of yeah. the tournaments happened to be on my home lake here in, where I live in Victoria, Coletto Creek. It's about 20 minutes from my house. So that was the next tournament I fished, and I got third at that one. Um, and then we had, uh, what was it? I missed one of the saltwater events cause I had a skateboard contest. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the next event was on Lake Bastrop and I would have, uh, I would have tied for first had I not, uh, left my hand out of a picture without my ID code. So I got, uh... I got second in that event. And then the next saltwater event, the final event of season in Corpus Christi, um, I got second place at that one and got uh, biggest trout and and I tied for angler of the year. But since the guy that won the Corpus event had a win in his deal, we had the same score. 
Um, he got angler of the year, but you know, we were tied, which is still pretty cool. So, I mean, but it was, I mean, you, you average in 40 to 60 people in the tournaments. Dude, um, that's nuts. pretty cool last year. I had a really yeah. good year last year that we had a wild card event on choke Canyon and I, I won that one. Um, you know, I love competition. Like I said, I, I, I skateboarded for skateboard competition, ride the bowls and half pipes and pools and surf. I'd chase surf competitions and I'd go home to Florida. I'd go over there and drive back and surf a contest and come back <laughs> back to Texas. And then we had a small little tournament uh, contest series in Texas too. But you know, the, the competition is, is it, I thrive on that. I, I thrive <laughs> on competing still. And then the camaraderie, everybody you meet, everybody's so cool. Oh, yeah, dude. Action and sports like, and all that and kayak series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but kay- kayak fishing, is, it's just a big family. I mean, yeah, you, there's some bad seeds in everything you do. But, I mean, uh, 98.995% of everybody I've, I've met through kayak fishing is just top-notch, man. Um, you know, we – we have, uh, you know, we had some K, you know, I didn't even know what KBF was until last year. <laughs> That's how far <laughs> behind I was on, on the bass fishing side. Cause all I was doing was saltwater, like I said. Um, so I, I did enter one trail event last year at Sabine river event. And, you know, it's a, it's a hard fishery It's a tidal influence fishery. So it, it's kind of weird. I think I got 11th or something like that. Um, but then I really made a push this year to, to fish some events. And uh, we had a new trail startup, Southeast Texas Kayak Bass League, and their first event on Fayette had 105 people. Yeah, it's see, and that's the thing too uh, is that Big. you know, and this is why we had we're having you on especially, and you're the false, you're the uh, false, you're the first salt guy, um, because there's a whole nother world of kayak fishing that nobody is like talking about. At least where me and Jay probably are, because we're in the Midwest mm-hmm. and right. there ain't no salt near us, but. You know, down by you, it's like so diverse, and you know we've got like you know the normal sport fish. You know, you've got the reds and you got the trout. Yeah. You know, and I, I know that extends over to tarpon and other things too, depending on um, the type of series it is and where you're located. But you know, and I'm not the overall expert, and that's actually why we got you on here because it's fascinating. It just really is. And you yeah, told we have, me we have the f- redfish trails over here. Like, yeah. there's like three or four, and you know what you do with the redfish, you you bring them into a live weigh-in off a kayak. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, it's dude. a live wow. weigh-in. You get a, a quarter a, a quarter pound extra for your live fish. Now, how many do you yeah. have? How many two, is usually a two redfish stringer for a kayak tournament? Two, two or three. I was gonna say, dude, you start catching those. Well, you guys got a slot limit, but still yeah, twenty uh, to twenty eight. They can't be over twenty eight inches. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, imagine wow. dragging those things around, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah, all day. It's not fun paddling a <laughs> paddling a Liska around with two 27 inch redfish dragging. But there's a cool stringer that uh uh there's there's a company that makes one um fish hide. It's making a really cool stringer. Okay. And, um this a game changer if you're a tournament uh chaser for the redfish because it, it, it keeps them lively and they swim. You're not dragging them. They're kind of swimming with you. Oh, I was going to ask you. You got you know, like a big cooler. You got a cooler with an aerator system, and you put some G-juice in there, like to <laughs> yeah. keep them lively, and you bring them in, weigh them in, and then let them go. You know, it's pretty cool. Oh, nice. That's crazy. And you told me. Texas, yeah. And you told me, too, that, like, your PB redfish is, like, 52 inches or something? Yeah, I had a 50. Is 
52 inch redfish on top. Dude, of 52. Now let me put that in perspective, freshwater people. That is a trophy musky. 51, 50 inch. 52, wow. somewhere around there. He was, it was over 50 inches. Yeah. How much does something like that weigh? Oh my goodness, I don't even know. That sounds so gigantic, <laughs> dude. Just so, I mean, I think like a 52-inch muskie is probably around, I want to say, you know, 25 to 40. 35 pounds. A redfish maybe almost 40 pounds probably. Holy cow, dude. That's yeah. insane. And then we get the big black drum too, and every now and then you'll creep one of those on some on a soft plastic, one of them little small jigs, and you'll catch like a, like a 35, 40-pound black drum on <laughs> Wow. Dude, I'm still hung up on 52 inch redfish. Oh my god! Yeah. Like yeah, I would. Uh, oh, that'd be so sweet. The other day I had something like that. 30, I had two over 30 inches. Uh, this is this time of year. It's not uncommon to catch catch the oversized. Um, wow. They will so when when this whole shrimp things happen, do you do you like catch the shrimp to keep them, or you just use them for bait? Like, do you guys ever eat them? Say, I don't know anything about this, man. So no, I don't. I don't. I'm. I don't usually use them for bait either. I, I mean, yeah. I know people do, um, but yeah, um, the bay shrimp, you know, they do harvest Get them. Get forest gump yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they harvest them, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm strictly artificial. So yeah, that's sweet. Um, a lot of people here, I don't know if y'all know what a golden croaker is or or Atlantic croaker over there. Um, we used to eat those when I was a kid in Georgia. We catch them and they'd be pound and a half, two pounds. Well, over here they use them for bait, mm. for trout. Wow. Um, a lot of the trout fishermen in the summer, the hotter months, you know, use that croaker. But, you know, mo- most of the tournaments we're fishing are, are artificial only. Okay. Even in the saltwater side. So. Wow. And I've heard people say, too, like, they're like, man, if I'm buying shrimp, it's going in a frying pan. Going in the fire. Like, I'm not tossing it back in the ocean <laughs> or the gulf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm I'm so intrigued because it's it's just a different, I've had a taste of this, you know, and I haven't like been in the kayak yet in those waters. And, you know, so, you know, coming out to see you, I think will be sweet, you know, get some big fish. So diverse, man. I mean, you Uh, can, like I said, we can go fish, you know, four or five lakes within two hours. And then we can run down to the coast and, and go in some back lakes marsh and, and chase redfish and, go catch some trout or we can run on the beach and if it's good time you know in the in the fall it, it's starting to slow down a little bit i mean there's still some kings and stuff but um you can slide off into into breakers right there right off of the beach oh it's crazy dude you know? so, nuts. so what's that like man going beyond the breakers i mean walk us through that Let, let's say you're gonna do a, a beach pretty hairy I, yeah I, I'm, I'm really picky <laughs> <laughs> i mean do you, yeah. do you drive up and go nope <laughs> you know, and, I, and I surf, so I, I I can read the waves. I know how to read where they're breaking, where they're not. Yeah. You know that 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 comes with years of surfing. Growing up, I mean, I lived in Hawaii. I I traveled to Central America surfing a lot. Um, so it just comes to knowing the water and knowing how the waves are breaking, the rip, and and the way the water's moving. Um, and you can get out, but then coming back in, that's a different story. <laughs> oh, see, I would have thought it was the opposite. Yeah, no uh, kidding. Going out would have been a nightmare. I think it's, I think I had struggled more coming in and having to surf the wave in if it gets bigger through that throughout the day. You know, you, the weathermen, you know, they're never, they're never accurate to 100%, yeah. you know, so you kind of just 
just got to pick and choose your days. Keep an eye on your buoys. Keep an eye on your, you know, your your wave height and duration. And, uh, you know, I don't want three foot at like five seconds. I don't want it all stacked up and choppy. You know, two two foot at eight or nine seconds with a light wind. I'm out there all day. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, when you get a when you get a dive roll off the kayak as you land, hoping yeah. that you grab your strap on the very front of your yak. To uh-huh. Dive roll, pop up, run, drag. Pop up, run, drag. Yep. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, I haven't got to go, and you know, this year I haven't got to go. This year, um, I really wanted to. We had a beautiful day lined up in the, the beginning of August. We had a, a, a tournament called the Ray Del Mar. Um, it was put on by Finn Factory um, Company. Yeah, they sell Hobies. It's cool. There's a lot of them on the water. <laughs> but uh, um, it's also uh, partnered with Cats, who also does the Bass Trail also. And uh, they had a two-day event. The first day was offshore. Uh, Kingfish, Spanish mackerel, cobia. The next day was the redfish portion. So mm-hmm. you could do both, or you could just do the offshore or just do the inshore, pick or choose. So we had beautiful conditions for the offshore. I, I, I almost put my big rig FD on the on the beach and went out in it. I mean, it oh, was that it was that nice. Um, one of my good buddies ended up winning the the overall, the the king of the king of the salt, king of the sea, Ray Del Mar. Yeah, my buddy Tracy Debman, he's on Hobie um, Pro Staff and uh Fit Factory's team. Uh he took that out. So, uh, but yeah, that's a really cool concept. You know, you fish offshore one day, you, you, you chase redfish the next. So, you know, there's, there's stuff like that going on. Um, you know, in Florida too, there's stuff popping up over there. The extreme, oh, yeah. series, uh, mm-hmm. the Gulf coast kayak series, um, the one out of Pensacola, you know, there, there's, yep. there's, there's big time, man. I mean, it, like I said, I could write down a list of all the tournaments and probably almost fish one every weekend. <laughs> Oh wow, that's a yeah. lot. Yeah, I'm we looking at uh, a lot. We got a, uh, we got a, uh, with that Southeast Texas Trail, um, we have a championship coming up on Lake Livingston at the end of the month. Um, so that was the top thirty. Get to go to that. I've never fished that lake, <laughs> and I don't even know if I'm gonna get a chance to pre-fish it. I've just been studying some stuff online and checking it out, because um, I'm going to Florida next week. <laughs> oh, oh well. <laughs> Where, where, where are you going to? We're going to uh, St. Mark's area. We're going to go do some stuff with JK with Media House. We got a trip. Oh, that's up right. That's right. Yeah. For, uh, for the shoots for uh, the U-Pick and the uh, Kilroy HD. Nice. And then hopefully have a bite FD there. That would be yeah. nice. I can't I can't wait oh, to yeah. get one of those. No, uh, I've, I've got yeah. a Kilroy HD. And I'm so stoked on that boat. Is um, it nice? Yeah, I'm stoked on that thing. Yeah. And the bite, the bite FD is like a little go kart. That's all they were saying. That's all I heard the whole mm-hmm. time that they were saying it's like a little go kart. So yeah, currently I fish, like I said, I fish out of a big rig FD um, for the bass tournaments, and I will use that in my uh, the wintertime rivers I fish when I fish for trout in the rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally I'm paddling a Liska mm-hmm. or a Kraken thirteen five, which I don't have right now. So yeah. <laughs> so so you wouldn't take the big rig off offshore? Yeah, I would. I would. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. It's just you prefer like the Kraken because yeah, it's thinner. I, I prefer faster. the paddle. It's that long. It's faster. Yeah. 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 I could have. I could have easily fished out of the the big rig FD on the on the that last, you know, last tournament. And I would think too. It probably you know I uh, you know and I've never done it, but I guess to give some you know other people context, it's like you guys are more than likely one to four or five miles offshore. Yeah. And if you're not four, in like. 
something like a Kraken. You know, it's I think that one's like at that length, 31 inches wide, maybe. But either way, mm-hmm. yeah. it's still a thin boat and it's going to slice through, yeah. you know, the water and even, you know, um, waves and everything. But, uh, you know, I would see the big rig kind of being more of a, a crutch. It'd be be a little bit dragging That's, out there. I mean, just like a Hobie would, I would imagine. Right, right. You know, it's yeah, just I a bigger want boat. A, like a, I'd cut it off a Cuda 12. I wouldn't go offshore in, which well, we're, we're not making those anymore. Um, the Cuda 14 was a great offshore boat. And the uh, and the Kraken thirteen five, Kraken fifteen, you know it 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 rides those waves easier. You know you can hang your feet over the side and kind of use your your legs to stabilize you and everything when you're fighting fish or whatever. Um, they they were a great boat. Old old Jim did a good job on them them Krakens. I hate to see that fifteen go. Yeah, I see. I would have kind of thought like me being new at it, I'd want something wide because the thought mm-hmm. of just a skinny boat with all those waves and. Ugh. It kind of freaks me out a little bit, you know. It but takes some gifts too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet. You know, even now it's like you know I'm coming from the bigger FD and the Liska. Even in my Kilroy, um, which is only two inches less, uh, or actually, sorry, four inches less. Sometimes I can almost get that thing to roll when I'm not paying attention, because I'll yeah. be like, I'm so used to hanging over the side and just not having to care about balance. I'm like, all right, cool, and I'm like, well, in the Kilroy. Totally yeah, forgot. Well, the HD is <laughs> what thirty four inches wide. It's, yeah, it's pretty yeah. wide. That thing's gonna be crazy stable. And it's twelve ten. It's twelve foot ten inches long. It's gonna that, be crazy it, that, stable. That's an in, insane boat. I saw that thing. I was like, I gotta have that one. I got, I got, I got JK Bucks burning, burning holes in my pockets, man. I got, yep. I gotta get that one. <laughs> I thought about that too, man. When I saw that, I was like, man, that's cool. The only turnoff is that it was a little bit heavier, but I don't, you know, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, I don't know if that really is going to be a factor because, you know, no. the way the hand grips are on it and everything, it looks like real easy to handle, yeah. um, you know, and it still has you can still, you know, put rods inside the kayak. And now you've got more room because I think the current Kilroy, like, you know, you, you're going to have some issues with four rods stacked in there. I can tell you for I mean, sure it's hard to get them out sometimes. It's a great idea. I mean, I love it. But I, I could see like a little bit more space in between the seat and the sidewall. Yeah, that would probably be like real helpful. I would think it is. Good. I have the DT and it's pretty heavy, but I love that boat. I do love the DT, the Kilroy DT, and that yeah, one's wider. You fish out of that yeah. one out by yourself, right? You still can handle yeah. it. As yeah, it's going solo. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. It's a it's a canoe yak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks. Yeah. It's... You're fishing off of blue sky, right, Ricketts? Yeah, I have the blue sky and have that Kilroy DT. When I when I take my son or daughter out, it's it's the Kilroy DT. We go on that, but yeah, the three sixty angler is pretty sick, man. It's it's my I'm, favorite. I'm on the fence. I kind of want to get one, but it's like, man, I don't know that uh that big rig FD's been money. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, wait till you get on that. It's night and day difference. That that uh, three sixty angler smoked that FD. It'll smoke it. Dang. So yeah, it's a lot faster. The only thing I see is is um is measuring your fish in a tournament and not having gun on that gets tricky. The corral them down, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we win. (laughs) Well, here's the deal with that. See, shout out to my buddy Jeff Durbin. He's got to figure it out, right? So he he bought like an extra large tote that he puts his tackle and stuff in there. So when he's fishing a tournament off the off the 360 angler, he'll spin a seat around put his hog trough down inside that tote and put the fish inside ah. that tote and measure it. So it jumps off and ain't going nowhere, but inside that yeah. tote. So I was, I was like, cool. 
I'm going to make a laundry basket. And I'm going to do the same daggone thing and just make hey. it where it fits down inside there. That'll work. Hey. Yeah. Some, that's, so, that's the way to do it, man. Yeah, one of the things about that, it's if you ever do switch to the 360, it's you're gonna your casting is gonna be thrown off, right? Because you have a different casting angle when you're sitting down all the time. Right. When yes. you're in that 360, you're up so much higher. Like your hook sets are bar none. They're they're the best that you'll ever have because it's like basically fishing off a bass boat. But your yeah. casting angle, you're used to casting up high. So when I get back in my DT, I've pitched lures up in the treetops before because yeah. my angle gets thrown. <laughs> oh my! There it goes. You know yeah. so. It uh, it definitely throws you off, but (laughs) yeah, we've all become masters of the side cast and kayaks. Absolutely, (laughs) I do when I'm standing up now. Like I do like this roundabout thing. I'm like, I saw myself on video, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, where did I learn to do that? Right. You know, usually when I fish in the rivers, I'm like, like real low profile. I'm like launching everything like this far out the water. It's just like a laser. (laughs) Yeah. We shot that torpedo video, man. I, I snagged the the torpedo mower with my lure. You know, I was just not used to that, and man, I made a backlash like you would not believe. I couldn't even fix it. I just threw that damn pole down. Like I'm done with that one. So, yeah. I, I think we've all had one of those. Like, oh, yeah. like you get all excited and you like you have a big fish blow up or something, and you're like, boom, and it just hangs on your rods in the tote behind your in your crate behind you, and you're like. It just just everywhere. It's like, oh my gosh! I just I'm gonna put some of them little eggs in there and just take a picture. No yeah. doubt. Perfect. Like, you know that's why they called them a bird's nest. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it sure is. So man, when you're doing the saltwater, like you're out there, let's say let's say you're out in the in the golf. Is it the golf or I mean, correct me when you're going beyond the breakers. Where are you fishing yeah. at? Is it like bay or golf or it's a golf? Oh, that's okay, the, that's the golf. Yeah, that's a golf. golf. All right, golf. so. What have you hooked into that scared you? Have you ever hooked into anything that just freaked you out? Like, I don't know what this is, but it's huge. Like, pulling you around. Yeah, we've had some, hooked up some pretty big sharks. Um, yeah, there we go. Or That's you're what actually I was fighting, fighting a kingfish, and it's right by your kayak, and you have a shark oh. take, like, half of it away. <laughs> right <sighs> beside your foot. <laughs> See, that's where I have the problem. Like, yeah. It's the enter I'm the food definitely shape. scared of sharks. <laughs> right. You're in their territory. They're huge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. What's the biggest shark you've seen come up next to your kayak? You're fishing. You're just chilling, you know, oh, trying I'm, to catch something. Yeah. Legs dangling in the water. That's remember, not the ones right. I'm worried about. The ones I'm worried about is when you're fishing in the bay and you have like a five or six foot bull shark coming no. and eat a fish off of your line right oh, in no, front thank of you. No, thank you. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'll stay with bass. So are your legs in the water still or are they in now? That's when you're weight fishing. Actually, you, oh, yeah, you got to be careful. Nope. Like there's nope, spots nope, that are nope, that are nope. close to some of the um like the uh, Matagorda, West Matagorda Bay, uh the jetties. Um there's some some bayous and stuff around around the bend from those that people, you know, it's pretty common. Uh people are fishing there um, in a boat, you know, but you're out there wade fishing, you're in waist deep water and you got your fish on a stringer behind you, 10, 12 foot, and all of a sudden you're feeling a tug and then you're pulling oh. them back and there's like just heads left. Everything. Oh my god, it sounds so scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst. We are, hey, yeah. be crazy over here, man. Come on. <laughs> hey, Jason would be the second man next to Jesus to run on that damn water. I would water. be run gone. Yeah. yeah, gone it, it, out of it's here. Weird. And I got like this strange fascination too, because like when I was at that wedding, we uh, they had these these kayaks that you could go out, and I like, and they're like they're nowhere near what we ride. But, um, I mean, it was like, you know, one molded thing and 
thin, wobbly. And I'm like, I'm going to go out to the buoys. First thing I thought, <laughs> I'm scared out of my mind. I'm like, you know what? We're going to go do this. And then, like, I just remember being on, like, being in the yak and I'm just doing this. I'm like, I'm like, it's really murky water. I'm just like, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't even see, like, if it just jumped out, I wouldn't even know. I'm like, don't, I'm, don't I'm, even I'm think about what could be swimming <laughs> underneath you. <laughs> yeah, I bet, dude. Right. I was just like, I'm going to die. I'm like, I'm going to, but I'm going to stay out a little longer, just a little longer. Like, but like my heart's beating the whole time. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm lunch. I'm like lunch on a platter right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I never used to be scared of the ocean until I started fishing in the ocean. Right. To me, my brother, we used to wade out to like our armpits and shoulders and then cast a pole. Oh, yeah. Big, nasty, bleeding bait dragging behind us, you know, or swim out as far as we could and throw it with that same nasty bait bleeding everywhere. And now, you know, when I got older, I had some friends down there. They they do like they're almost like professional shark fishermen. They pull in, you know, check their Instagram page. They're pulling in 11 foot hammerhead sharks where you're swimming at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, thank you. I'm yeah. no, I'm not waiting in nowhere. I'm not pulling a riffish behind me, having some big bull shark. No, I'm good. I would probably do it with you because I would trust <laughs> you being out yeah. there. I wouldn't want to be punked out. I'm not gonna be punked out by no Texas guy. You know what I mean? But yeah, here's, here's I would do. I'm, but I'm gonna get scared. <laughs> like here's what you don't know, Jay. I'm pretty sure Dustin knows how to paddle faster than you do. I know. All you got to be is faster than the slowest guy. Yeah. There is not going to be any paddling about it. I'm going to be up on top be of the water gone. running. There's going to be like a silhouette of smoke of, of Jay. And then yeah. <laughs> off well, he goes. Did you guys yeah, I know a YouTube lot of guys video? do do paddle offshore, but it, there's quite a few guys that still paddle. You know, there's quite a few guys. There's some guys oh. that shout out some of the Vikings and then – uh, some guys, uh, ocean kayak. Um, Chris Castro. I don't know if y'all y'all have heard that name. I think I heard um, it. He, yeah. he called a sailfish off a off a of Corpus Christi off some of the near shore rigs, probably four or five miles out. Um, pretty good sailfish. He's got uh, next level fishing TV as his channel. He's he he he's a solid offshore angler. Solid angler. Period. Next um, level fishing. Yep. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's Chris Castro. That guy's yeah. got some game, man. Um, he's got some great cool. content too. Yeah, I saw that YouTube video that was a, like a great white swimming under somebody's kayak or something. I would have just that'd been cardiac arrest for me. California, them guys catching yeah. them pod and, the, and yellowtail and all that over there. Oh, uh, dude, no way. You, you know, Jim Salmon's got some yeah. killer stories too. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> there is no way, dude. Like, you know what? And I don't know if anybody else knows this conspiracy theory proven correct by national geographic megalodon does exist i don't care what anybody says <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen the two-hour documentary after seeing that fish no way no way no, no way. way dude one gulp no chew you're gone <laughs> all right man so yeah, that's a saltwater ink go ahead yeah they no, just filmed ahead. one recently up um, up off the northeast up off of like martha's vineyard it was like a 23 foot great white or something 22 foot yeah sure. they had video yeah. of it yeah mm-hmm that's not a fish. Not a fish. Oh my god! How do you a... keep your wits about you when you're waiting and you know that something just attacked your stringer, which is ten feet behind you, and that now they're on full predator mode? How do you yeah. keep your cool doing that? Like it just pack heat. It it won't it nah it it wants those fish. It didn't want me. You know, same thing when you're when you're on, you know, Sam Rayburn Toledo Bend. Um, there's some giant gators in there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, see that's uh, another Chris Funk. You're fighting, you're fighting a fish and you're you're catching fish and you're ripping oh. one in and you're going to lip it and you lift it up 
and you're releasing this fish, and it's just like, man, some, some, something's watching me. You know, it's like that Rockwell song. You know, somebody's <laughs> watching me. Um, you turn around and look, and then there's like about a two foot head that just popped up. Shoop. It's about a 13 or 14 foot gator just popped up. She's just sitting there looking at you. They're like, okay, you can have this area. I'm I'm backing out of here. So that was like <laughs> FD in reverse, please. Yes. Please. <laughs> uh, See, Chris Funk does that all the time, too. He fishes with them alligators all the time. Oki Finoki Swamp yep. or whatever he talks about. Man, that's crazy. Oh, Finn, capital of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oki Finoki. That's crazy, dude. So you fish with alligators, too. Like you oh, fish. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Sharks yeah, and alligators, up. man. You guys uh, do big. Choke Canyon. Choke Canyon has quite a bit of gators, but it's it's a it's a really good lake. It's only about an hour and 40 minutes from me, so um, I try to get over there some. I know it's fishing real well right now. Yeah. Dude, uh, Jeff Jones like, does out in Louisiana in an SUP. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's crazy. Like, it's nuts, dude. At an SUP. I'm just like... Uh, like you know, it's, you know, I, I'm knocking it now because we can say that because we're in the north and we don't got that stuff chasing us. No, but you know, uh, there's a little side of me that still wants to do it, just like the idiot that was paddling out by the buoys for the first time saying, Please don't eat me. You know, it's like the idiot inside of me wants to be like, You know, that, that'd be pretty rad. <laughs> you know, like I'd, li- I'd like, I'd like to poop my pants on my kayak at least once in my life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just don't know if I could, I mean. What, what have you ever had one try to board your kayak? Because they, they, you know, the, it's no. like a floating platform out there. I've had one like come up underneath me and bump bump the bottom of my mm-hmm. kayak and kind of shift mm-hmm. me around without knowing he was there six, first. Yeah, I didn't even know it was there. It just come oh, up underneath shit. me, and it was <laughs> only about a six or seven footer, so that wasn't too bad. That's still um, big enough well, to hurt once you. They, once, <laughs> nah, once they get over eight foot, then that's when you worry about him. Six Dude, or seven footer, he better he better be wanting to kill me because I'm gonna put him in a chokehold or something. Yeah, it's funny you like I'll wrestle him. I'll wrestle him. <laughs> I'll that thing. It's gonna be him no. gonna be me. <laughs> I, uh, like, but once they get over eight nine foot, oh no, I'm I'm backing out. Oh, uh, <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. But, uh, you know, I was going to ask you, too, um, you know, when you're out there fishing, you know, fresh versus salt, even brackish, uh, what lures are you throwing, like, when you're targeting everything? And is there any crossover lures? Yeah, there's crossovers, definitely. I definitely uh, like to throw chatterbaits for redfish. I will. I'll take no my skirt off, and I'll just put a big swim bait on the back and, and, and burn it down grass lines and stuff for redfish. They will hit it. I've been known to take a, a, a pitching stick with a with a crawfish imitation when they're deep in the grass and, and pitch for redfish just like I'm pitching for bass. I've, I've mm. caught them like that plenty of times over here, too. Wow. Like I, I knocked on earlier, throwing a frog. If that matted vegetation's <laughs> up top and the redfish are bird up in there chasing bait, you throw that hollow body frog in there, you can usually get them to eat it. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I like that. Did uh. What about trout? Like trout? What are you for trout? Um, trout. Uh, it all depends on um, you know, what time of year. What a, you know, it's usually soft plastics mm-hmm. on a, a on a light jig head, a sixteenth ounce or eight eighth ounce jig head. Um, top water or Spook Junior, uh, Rapala uh, Skitter Walks. Um, mm-hmm. There's a company here that's been making me some custom stuff. Um, Salty Plugger. 
Um, his baits are real good. He's he's got a one called a snakehead. It's got two different types of rattles in it, and it, it, the, the trout and redfish can't stand that thing. Um, but yeah, I do. Like I said, I do cross over some of the bass lures on on the redfish. It's just kind of the way they they act. Sometimes they'll they'll come up and grab them. <laughs> wow, oh, that's that's cool, man. Yeah, it's <clears throat> you know because I I think a lot of people just don't realize like you don't have to, I guess, invest a lot of money into any lures if you just want to start salt fishing or if you're out on a trip granted if you're using freshwater stuff and it's not stainless steel you you're can tore up yeah you can pretty much expect that to be terminal tackle even if you're rinsing it off in my opinion or yeah. in my experience it just yeah. once it gets into that metal it's done but that's okay i mean usually most of that stuff you already know if it's catching fish you don't mind throwing it a million times you know i mean like all of my rooster tails that i threw yeah dead. they just just yeah. dead yeah. yeah you know i mean they like their the paints falling off i mean they're just lead now you know That's the, how thre they're... the threading came undone the yep. wire the hooks look like crap there's some <laughs> underspins that that gambler gambler lures make some fresh water and salt water they got a flapping shad that's really good it's real thumps real hard uh, but they got a jig head a weedless jig head wide gap weedless screw lock hook that has a small colorado blade off of the hook that's kind of fixed on there that's called a does it. Um, those jig heads, they do start getting corrosion on them over time. But man, mm -hmm. those things are insane when they're you got the grass and you want to fish a plastic and get it down in there and in pockets, you yeah. know, and, and trick the redfish because <laughs> you get flash and then you get thump and it, it, it calls them redfish in pretty good. But that like that's something like an underspin that we use for bass. That's basically what that is, you know. So you and just it, accept it as terminal tackle pretty much because it works. Pretty much, you, yep. you get a you get a couple, th two, three times out of it, and then you got to like clean it, put some, you know, Teflon uh, lubricant on there, and kind of wipe it down, and try to get some of that surface rust off or surface uh, corrosion. So, and that um, goes for your like your reels and everything too, right? Reels and anything that moves, pretty much, even if it's saltwater good, you still got to rinse yeah. it, don't you? Yeah. I try not to rinse them too much, and if I do rinse them, I'm just putting real lightly, lightly running water over them. You're not spraying them with a high pressure because it's just going to force that salt and stuff in there, sand. Because you're fishing in salt water, your reels are going to get wet. <coughs> <laughs> they get wet, um, so you just take care of them. You know, uh, yeah. Open them up, dry them out, and keep them. There's a brand of uh, lubricant cleanse oil. It, it, it's pretty cool stuff. Um, they, uh, you know, get both bearings, get the worm gear a little bit here and there, and just and it basically just let them dry. I open up my spools and everything and let them dry out overnight, you know, before I put them back together. Well, once like cool. nice. you know, you do have to clean them though every now and then, you know. Oh sure, but I would. I had too much problem. Uh, I, I throw mainly lose since we we did get that deal through Jackson, so <laughs> I, I switched over. I switched over and got rid of everything else and just been strictly lose now. And, yeah, and they've, loses, they've done good to me. Lose yeah. is reputable, man. They, they're you know battle tested under many conditions for sure. I see them on everybody's. Matter of fact, I was out visiting Steve Carroll out in Idaho, and I all his stuff is pretty much lose. So I like I had never used lose, so that was the first experience for me. His stuff works pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. looking forward to getting some of that too. I haven't placed an order yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Hey, yeah, tell I us about that hat you got on, man. Like, <laughs> oh, yes. the hat. Yes, yeah, please. What, what's Tidewater's? Tell us about that. 
the listeners can't can't see it, but it's no. right. Tidewater's oh, so, Apparel okay. Co. Tidewater's yep. Apparel Co. Um, well, Tidewater started out. That's my YouTube channel. Is Tidewater's Fishing? You know, Tidewater's is is pretty much whatever. I mean, you can have tidal estuaries that hold bass and and other fish too. So basically, it's just you know came down. I, I just wanted to come up with a name for my YouTube my YouTube channel just without just having it my name, Dustin Nichols Kayak Fishing or whatever. Uh, so uh, that's where it all stemmed from there. You know, started with that, and I was like, man, I always wanted to to like do a little clothing company or something. I've always like kind of drawing logos and kind of designing stuff. So I was like, man, what would, it, what kind, of, what what kind of name can I come up with? I was like, man, Tidewaters, you already got that on your channel. Why don't you just uh, Tidewaters Apparel Co. I think that'll go. Yeah. So I started coming up with some slogan, you know, chase the tide. I did a shirt like that. It's got like a little silhouette of a T with the speckled trout, in, speckled trout inside of it, you know, chase the tide. And you know. When we're posting pictures, people that might be wearing a hat or something sending me a fish pick, I'm like, friend of the tide. You know, it's kind of some little catchy stuff. It's like I had to, I wanted to do something that, that was, you know, covered everything. We can cover, you know, freshwater, saltwater, whatever. It's, you, you got tidal influx in different estuaries. So, you know, it kind of does go hand in hand. So, but yeah, that's how it started off my YouTube channel. And yeah. then I kind of branched off and then wanted to make some shirts and hats and it's, it's starting to do pretty well. So, um, well, that's awesome. It keeps going. It's just <clears throat> grassroots right now. Just me, one man show. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, where can, uh, where can everybody find your stuff? Oh, right now I just only have, I just have a Facebook page. Just, uh, Tidewaters Apparel Co. Okay. Uh, so like Facebook, yeah, just like hit yeah, you at the PM. Just, just face Facebook, uh, yeah. Tidewaters Apparel Co. And see what we have. I just have I have a few shirts in stock right now and some of the hats. I got a camo uh, with a redfish logo, and I got another little circle logo uh, on a black on black. Um, I have some have some other stuff coming in, and you know it's just you know I gotta wait till I sell some stuff to order some stuff. I'm kind of sure. still in those phases, you know. Yeah, right. Can't just go out and burn, yeah. burn off, get a bunch of inventory, which I'd love to. I'd love to yeah. like go to a show or something and have a whole little line come out, but. Yeah, we got some stuff coming down the pipes. I got some, I got some artists I'm friends with. We're gonna do a, a, a artist series. Um, we're gonna do a, a series of shirts: a trout shirt, a redfish, a flounder, a tarpon, a snook, and a bass. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna have a different artist do each one. It's gonna do like a limited run on those. So I, I, that's one thing coming out. It'll be pretty cool to be. Uh, starting off here pretty soon so I'm, I'm excited about that one and then uh just try to try to grow that a little bit you know yeah i like Absolutely. it i mean i, I mean uh, you know I, i've noticed you know you were throwing it out there i never had a chance to talk to you about it you know and i'm like man that's pretty neat it, it's even it's even cooler that you know it's your company and it's you know it's starting out and, it, and everything and i like i dig those hats i really do i'm a little i'm a sucker for camo if anybody knows me just send me camo yeah. stuff i can send you my sizes camo. <laughs> yeah, I love orange. <laughs> dude, I, I love camo, dude, so much. Me it's too. like it's a it's a sickness. Brian uh, hates dude. it. Schiller uh, hates camo. He's, he's uh, not I'll a camo. Have, I love camo. To get y'all a little little care package over that way. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll actually we'll return to fair. We'll talk offline about that for sure. Yeah, 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 no yeah. doubt. <laughs> you know, um, I was gonna say, you know, we're kind of coming to the end and everything. Um, 
are there any tips that you would uh, give anybody out there for, you know, red fishing or anything or any words of wisdom from the great <laughs> Dustin Nichols? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. A.K.A. Yeah, the alligator simple. dodger, a.k.a. the bull shark dodger. Bull shark That's dodger. Crazy, man. <laughs> oh, man, it's just, uh, you know, read the weather, you know. Actually, um tides if you are fishing um you know saltwater areas bay and bay systems and everything um get in tune with your tides and your salooner table uh feeding times and everything and you can find those periods that overlapped mm -hmm. uh you know with a with a solid minor or solid or major bite with a good incoming or outgoing you know that's one thing you're going to you know, you find the fish and they're going to be active. You know, they're they're going to be wanting to eat. <laughs> so, it, you know, pay attention to that. Don't just say, "Oh, I just can go this morning." Like, yeah, this morning I went this morning and it was slow. It was slow right off the bat, but I had just got off work and I was just like, "Man, I'm going to go ahead and launch and I'm just going to go pal around and try to find some fish." I'm kind of dodging some little pop pop up thunderstorms. So. Um, I knew there wasn't much tidal movement this morning, so I knew it was going to be slow. I knew, but I knew as soon as that uh, that my uh, we had a major period at like nine forty this morning, and then mm -hmm. the tide was supposed to turn, start turning, and start come, start pulling back out. And it, I mean, it was almost like clockwork. Huh. <laughs> started the bite started turning on, started getting the fish short strike on blowups, and all of a sudden they were, you know, wolfing it down, just exploding on it, you know. Well, that obviously sounds like it's important. <laughs> yeah. You oh, know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, re read the tides and go with the um, Salooner calendar. And I mean, I can say that I start, I've become a believer just in the Salooner calendar this year. Yep. And it makes sense. I mean, it's not going to guarantee you anything, but I think the odds are in your favor a little better if you're paying attention. Yeah. And then there's yeah. another thing. Um, like if you're in an area, um, then there's bait present too sometimes you know you might not be catching them fish right now but it could just turn on any second so i or if you're catching fish same thing if you're catching fish you might catch a fish here and catch a fish there i really don't like leaving a spot to go find fish where i was catching fish somewhere sure. or, you know it's kind of you know that that kind of that kind of makes sense right there yeah, yeah yeah might as well stay you know i guess if you're in a tournament series you know and you're like, I'm only picking off 15s here. And you're like, oh, but I want right. to get 20s. You know, then it makes sense, I guess. I've if, done that. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's cool, man. So, um, yeah, so we're going to pretty much, I guess, bring it to an end here. Um, you want to plug yourself? Like, where can people find you? You know, what about Tidewater? All that stuff. All oh, right, on, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram. Uh, Dustin Nichols VTX or um, Tidewaters Fishing. I have an Instagram for Tidewaters Fishing, and then also the Tidewaters Apparel Co. on uh, on Facebook. Uh, check it out there, and then Tidewaters Fishing on YouTube, my channel there, which uh, I usually post some stuff on there that links up with the blogs on the Jackson Kite um, website. Being it, uh, yes, I am a on the uh, pro staff national team for Jackson. Um, I have some, a few other sponsors. Uh, uh, Waterloo Rods is a local rod company built 
They built right here in Victoria, Texas. Jimmy Burns has been a big supporter for me, which is really cool. Have a solid rod in your hands. Um, couple tackle companies. You got a Salty Pluggers building some custom top waters. Caden Lures building me some uh, some some sick colors for the salt water. Um, chasing Reds and the Trout. And uh, Beck and Mastin, uh, GMC, Buick, Coastal Bend hooked me up. Good deal on my truck. Paid for a wrap on it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> my, my wife says I'm extra. That's what she says. She says <laughs> you're extra. Hilarious. I said, well, I mean, if they want to, they want to throw it out there, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's all good, you know. I believe in it, so uh, <laughs> I thank them a lot, you know. Then uh, Fuel Clothing Company, they they've been, I've I've been on them surfing and skateboarding. He still sends me, you know, I still get board shorts and some hats from them, and still get hooked up. So I'm still rocking them too. So, um, yeah, that's Everybody about it. Awesome. My wife for letting me fish all the time you know can't, can't <laughs> not thank her and my family you know oh that's good man yeah if every you know anybody out there check out dustin uh, he's always you know he's a hoot i mean this dude's funny uh, and he always looks like he's having a great time on the water and, you know that's important because we should all be enjoying ourselves i, would, I think yeah. we would all agree you got a killer instagram i was just looking at it both yeah of them, actually yeah that's pretty killer yeah so. he's active man he's good at yeah. posting yeah <clears throat> but uh you got anything else jay no man that was it i was really interested about the sharks and the alligators you know that'd be something i'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll be freaking out about tonight when i'm sleeping so thank you for that but yeah no definitely. man it was a pleasure it, it was a blast talking with you i hope we get to meet in person you know it's yeah man i'm i look forward to meet you in person rick is, i know me and jay had the honor uh meeting each other already and becoming friends so uh that's what we are we're a big happy jk yep. family and, uh, man, I just stoked y'all and, and included me on this podcast and, and, and asked me to join in. And uh, I know we bounced all, all over the place, but, uh, oh, it's hey, fine. we had fun. <laughs> well, yeah. that's what makes it fun, man. We don't really stick to a schedule. We just go with the flow, you know, so. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we enjoyed having you on, man. I appreciate it. You know, again, you know, first salt guy, you know, it's this is something we're trying to dive into. And we're going to get a few more guys on here, too, that, um, you know, uh, fishing around the, you know, the coasts. Um, getting like the different, um, uh, you know, uh, aspects and and views from everybody else. Uh, yeah. That's not exactly what I wanted to say, but I got tongue tied. Thank God. <laughs> you know, if you love that, you're like, I'm trying to be so perfect, and it's like, yeah. So with that, everybody, uh, if you want to follow uh, our wonderful podcast here. You can find us on all the major platforms. Um, one of the easiest ways by going to our website at uh, paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Um, you can actually ask, uh, access Anchor from there, and you can listen to any one of our uh, podcasts. You can actually click on one of those links on our website, and it'll take you right to the Anchor platform, and then you can hear um, all of the real down. I'm sorry, all the real down segments. Ah, real down just got a plug. Did you hear that? They got a free plug on that. Oh, real down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you can listen to like the, the you know the large family we have uh, we have grown um, of all the podcasts um, and of course uh, if you want to uh, email any comments or you know any ideas for any future podcast go ahead and email us at paddle the letter n fin doc or sorry at gmail.com. so again that's paddle the letter n fin at gmail.com. and then you can find us on all the social medias. Um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. 
uh, just look up Paddle and Finn. And I also want to thank all of our sponsors and affiliates, uh, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures. Don't forget that Hammered Lures is doing um, the uh, plastics program. Uh, their their uh, address is in the notes. I'm doing really well. I'm getting so tongue-tied right now, and I don't understand. It's a lot to go over. I know. I'm like, you know, <laughs> like, what's up, everybody, buddy, buddy, uh, 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 uh. So anyway... Getting back to it. Yeah, Coyote Sunglasses, Fish Mob Lures, Southern Lake Co., one of our new ones, TRC Covers, and Jigmaster Jigs. Jigmasters. Thank you, everybody. And first and foremost, a little bit more on a serious note, it's 9-10-19. Tomorrow is 9-11. I would be remiss if I didn't give, uh, you know, our love and support to all the first responders that are out there, even extended out to um you know our armed services you know here at the paddle and finn podcast you know we appreciate everything you guys do and just know that you know if you guys need anything just reach out to us you know we'll you know try to uh, help you in the best of our ability um you know another reason why we teamed up with hammered lures um because eric richards is sending you know he's remelting down your old plastics uh you know into newer baits for uh wounded veterans first responders uh responders and, uh, you know, just the people that matter in our lives. So just know here at Panel and Finn, we support you guys. And we do remember, and we will always remember 9-11. Absolutely. Hey, on, on that serious note, too, you know, invite them fishing. If you have an extra kayak or, you know, even if you don't, invite them fishing. Take them out. Yep. Tell them thank you. You know, that's some pretty selfless work. They're putting their lives first to help save yours. I mean, that's, that, takes, that takes one hell of a person. So, yeah, just invite them out. Invite them to do something. Take them kayaking. If you don't have an extra kayak, get with your local dealer. Get an extra kayak. Borrow one. Take them out. I mean, just just say thanks. Yep. Yeah, definitely, man. It's Yeah, I, I totally agree. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, so thank you all very much. Thank you again. Dustin, appreciate it. Ricketts, as usual, great having it's, you on. <laughs> it's been a blast, brother. I don't think you have a choice. You had to be on anyway now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know with that being said tight lines smooth paddling everybody Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout out to our show sponsors, Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at lovelandcanoe.com. Hammered Lures, our man Eric Richards, making some pretty epic baits. You can check out his store at hammeredlures.myspotify.com. Coyote Sunglasses, get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water. They float, they're polarized, all different styles to fit your pretty little face. Fish Mob Lures, my man Jay Randall making buzz baits. 
spinner baits, you name it. He's got a whole array of things. And if he isn't listed on the Facebook page, shoot him a message. Maybe he can make it up for you. Southern Lake Co. Awesome apparel, you guys. Uh, check out southernlakecompany.com. And our newest sponsor, TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Wrap your rods, your reels. They got custom colors, logos, you name it, they got it. Go check out trccovers.com. 